Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Jay Zawoski here with Mario Tirabasi. Greg Boyson is at the United Center and will join us uh, in a little bit. Hawks lose 4-2 to the Canucks on Pride Night. Lucas Reichel scores. Connor Murphy scores. The team plays well. The team ends up losing. And it's just what we wanted to see, right? Hard to argue <laughs> against that result. Isn't this what everybody has been rooting for? Isn't this what everybody wants? Uh, smash that like button for us. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the page as well. Uh, also, if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe and follow there too. And a five-star review would uh, would be very, very helpful. We would appreciate that too. So this feels kind of a lot like last night's game. Maybe a little more exciting as the game went on. The third period was a lot of fun. third period was a lot more fun than the second period. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the same old story. You know, it's a team that doesn't have a ton of talent um, competing against a team that was eight and two in their last 10 coming into this one. Uh, and they and they played well. And and I again, there's really nothing to be mad about in this game. The goal that goes off Seth Jones's skate is just a bad bounce, um, you know, and, and eventually the Canucks just sort of they had more opportunities. They had more goals. That's how it goes. Yeah, they they capitalized on on the chances that they got, and I mean you credit the Blackhawks for the the fight that they put up in the in the third period to try and stay in the game. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a, a bounce here or there, um, you know, a, a decision made by Mackenzie Entwistle uh, late in the game. That's you know, situational awareness would be would be great, but I get what he's trying to do. Yeah, uh, you know, you you stand up for Lucas Reichel. Um, he he was pretty much the the guy out there that was generating probably the most offense uh, for the team tonight. And yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to be upset with this loss, knowing that there was there was some good things to come out of it. Um, Colin Delia, hey, remember him? How about that? Uh, he had a he had a decent game. Stopped <laughs> stopped the pucks as much as he needed to uh, to get the win for the for the Canucks tonight. But yeah, I mean it's. It's one of those games where where the effort again, like we said last night, the effort from the guys that you want to see playing well yeah. was there, um, and it's just you know, it's just a matter of talent at this time. The Canucks, for as as garbage as they've been this season, are better than the Blackhawks, and it just it just you know that came to the top tonight. Couple guys returning to the lineup: uh, Anders Bjork came back, finished. Uh, Nothing on the score sheet. Thirteen twenty of ice time. Had a shot. Had another shot attempt. A hit and two giveaways. And um, and Andreas England returned minus one nineteen forty eight in his return. Two shots on goal. Another shot attempt. A hit and a giveaway. Nothing too noticeable from either of those guys. But um, good to see them back. I think both of them make the team better. Jared Tenority left the game. Yeah. Uh, only played uh, seven thirty six of this one. That's why England had to play so much. Yeah, so we'll wait to see what the update is on him. We'll keep you posted. I know Greg will have the absolute latest when he joins us in this one as well. So, um, yeah, you know it was funny. The Calendelia thing was like he played out of his mind today. That the yeah. two saves he made on Tyler Johnson, <laughs> or where, Tyler Johnson. My God, yeah, Tyler Johnson had like the least lucky night ever. Oh. Uh, also, towards the end with the empty net, fell down at the blue line and just completely panicked, kept the puck <laughs> in, which is maybe the most impressive thing he did all night. Um, but, man, Delia was really good. And uh, that that second save, like the scorpion pad yeah. save he made on Tyler Johnson was great. And, uh, hey, that's there's there's Colin Delia helping you, you know, get that Help, tank helping win. Helping the tank. Yeah. yeah as, as Mark W. says, Hartman and Delia both contributing to the tank this weekend. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, it's true. Love to see the former Hawks coming through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, uh, it's interesting. When Hartman had that breakaway last night, I said, of course it's going to be Hartman. <laughs> like there was so much time. Oh yeah. You know, he just kind of walked in. I'm like, of course it's going to be Ryan Hartman. It helps out the Blackhawks mm-hmm. and it sure as hell was, uh, man, it was, it was cool. It was, it, it was, a. Uh, it was it was a fun game to watch. It was really nice to be back at the United Center. It feels like we have not been there in been a months. while. Yeah, it had been a long time. And uh, yeah, it was cool to be back there. But there, there's just you know this game is just another one of those, you know, rinse repeat. Played well, 
love the game, scrappy, you know, yeah, and just yeah. just fell short. It's oh shucks, they lost. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, what and you know, it's this is what we said this part of the season should be like if the tank is going well, losses and good performances out of the players that you're likely going to see next season, and and that's, that's what we it. got. Lucas Reichel tonight was. Uh, again, one of the guys that was driving the offense, he had a lot of lot of plays where he was, uh, you know, sucking in the the Canucks defense to focus in on him once he had the 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 puck in the offensive zone, and that's what you want to see out of him. You want to see him be looked at as the guy that's like, oh, this is someone that we have to focus on. Uh, he's probably the most skilled forward that they have on the ice right now, so. It's good to see those flashes of him, you know, puck handling through the defense, driving to the net. Uh, he almost scored in the third period on a on a great drive in the net. Uh, was was almost looked like Bobby Orr flying through the air, uh, just didn't score on the play. Uh, but he was credited with the 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 second goal late in the in the third period. Um, got a stick on it, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a good performance for him. Where again, he 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 fl- stood out had those flashes and everything that we said last night about, you know, wanting him to have those moments where you say like he's yeah. an NHL there player. The flash, yeah. It was it was there again tonight. And I think aside from there's an NHL player, we're seeing flashes of there's a damn good NHL player. And you're seeing like there was a moment in the game, I think it was the first period, where Reichel had the puck, went into the Canucks zone, you know, carried it from like blue line to blue line, and all of the Canucks just like pull up to the blue land like this is the guy we have to stop yeah like they they know they're aware the number 27 is out there and even with that we're seeing Reichel make plays and execute and and create stuff out of nothing and even you know both ends of the ice is playing well Mm -hmm. what's impressed me a lot about him aside from like his his newly found like commitment to the 200 foot game he's really solid with lifting the stick uh, taking the puck away along the boards, what he lacks in strength, he kind of makes up for in savvy and stick work. Yeah, and I've been impressed with his defensive stick work along the boards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you're not the biggest guy and you can't just out muscle somebody for a puck, you have to find ways to uh, uh, t- t- to make it work with with what you're given. And and Luke Richardson, uh, one of the kind of phrases that he loves to use when talking about you know, players that have to kind of overcome the lack of being physically imposing is uh, playing through the opponent's hands. We hear him talk about that all the time with guys like like Reichel and Ian Mitchell, like these these more undersized guys that have to kind of figure out, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer kind of physically equal as I get to the NHL level. So what do I have to do to still be effective, but knowing that I'm, I'm not going to really knock anybody off the puck all that all that much so it's great for Reichel to kind of learn that lesson I'm sure that's something that you know he he definitely had to learn in the AHL a very rough and tumble league Um, some some people say it's rougher than the NHL because of you know the guys that are playing there but um, it's good to see that 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 skill set is coming through for him because he's he's never going to be a big guy um, he's, he, I say it all the time. He's kind of built like a tennis player. Yeah. Like kind of lanky very accurate. and yeah. lean, but I, I think he's, he's definitely physically matured since he was drafted. Um, I think another off season of that, uh, and, and a full season in the NHL next year is going to be exciting to, to watch. Uh, by the way, last night we were sort of wondering out loud why Luke Richardson wasn't trying Reichel at center. Greg asked that question today. Uh, and we will share that with you when he joins the show. Very interesting response from Luke Richardson, and as we predicted, a very logical reason why not. (laughs) So stick around. We're going to get to that uh, when Greg joins the show as well. And before Greg does, um, I want to get to the Jonathan Taves news real quick. Sure. Uh, Skated the last two days. Not totally sure what the status is uh, for Taves right now. We've got the video of uh, Luke Richardson talking about Taves and his status before the game. So we're going to play that for you, and then we'll kind of discuss it on the other side. Uh, he was here today. I saw him this morning. He was out with the guys, and yesterday as well, uh, on and off, like when we were on the road trip. 
and uh, you know today he seemed good and felt good. So hopefully that can progress into uh, joining the team. And uh, you know I think uh, just by his manners of today, um, you know that to me that's a good sign. Like, you know, because I, I know you can get uh, frustrated, and as you guys know from the past, he gets uh, you know pretty direct. And uh, today he was. He was good. He was in there stretching. He was in there relaxing after talking to Andrew Shaw and a few of the uh, got old guys here for the for the weekend. So uh, a real good uh, mindset right now. So hopefully that can translate and uh, get to practice, which we don't have much practice this week, but uh, at some point. Yeah. We so I mean, it's good news. Yeah. It's not bad news, <laughs> right? Right. I don't know if it means that Taves is going to come back and play, but the fact that he's on the ice. We sort of, I might have been last night. Said, "Hey, if it's gonna, if he's gonna come back, he's got to get on the ice soon." Mm-hmm. He was on the ice during the road trip, two days in a row now, uh, Saturday and today. And the way Luke talks about it, sounds like it's a possibility. I really hope he gets a chance because if he is truly considering retirement, as John Dietz reported uh, last week or two weeks ago, yeah. um, I hope he can get the send off he deserves here because it's frustrating. He's not going to be able to end his career on his own terms. His body is sort of forcing that retirement on him. Yeah. But at, at least if that's going to be the case, Taves should get a proper send-off from the United Center fans. Yeah, and he's he still got to, uh, you know, get in some practice time if that's going to be a, a possibility. But, I mean, if he plays in, the, in a few of the last games or at least the last game, that means he is deciding that he feels healthy enough to get back, which is kind of all that you really want to hope for is right. that – Taze feels healthy enough to, you know, get back on the ice and and, and play in an NHL game. Um, hope, hopefully that's the case. I I, I would love I, I, again, like you said, I'd love to see him get the proper final game at the United Center, whether it's retirement or not. Um, but we just we just got to get there at that point. It's encouraging, um, and and the fact that I think the fact that he's been around the team this entire time. It wasn't like, you know what, I have to go home. Like, I, I, I need to, like, rest. Yeah, Like, true. extreme. Yeah, he's, like, and he's, he's been around. He's been around. Like in he's Chicago, been, but he's been yeah. working out, like, you know, in, in the locker room after games and stuff. Like, that, I think that's a good sign that he's, like, it's not something where it was just, like, I need to completely separate from hockey yeah. to try and recover. Um, so that's good. So, yeah, I, I hope he feels healthy enough eventually to – get back on the ice and, and can play a few games. It's weird that like that report from John Dietz came out and we haven't really gotten much of a follow-up on that from anybody, that retirement report. Well, I'm not doubting it, but I know they yeah. haven't been here. I think, you know I think I mean? like, that's things part happening of it. on the road, it's harder to kind of yeah. get, get a gauge when not everybody is there at the same time. Um, but, yeah, now we got a couple home games here. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, especially if you know he starts practicing, then he'll probably be made available and t- and talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, maybe the fact that he's around the team, maybe that's a guy just trying to cling to the last bit of hockey he's got left in his career. Like, there's a lot of ways you can sort of spin it. Right. The other weird thing is, and it could have been a technical issue, could be a coincidence. I don't know. Every day after Luke Richardson speaks, the Blackhawks PR staff sends the video to the media mm-hmm. so they can play it for you know, on the news, played in her pieces, whatever. Yeah. And that Taves question was cut off the front of it. It was the first question, and it was not in the video that the Hawks PR staff sent. Again, maybe the cameraman arrived late. I don't know. It wasn't there. So who knows what that means? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's just something that kind of raised my eyebrows when I was like, huh, that's kind of a strange thing to omit, considering it's on everybody's mind. Yeah, maybe the camera wasn't turned on yet. For the Blackhawks, yeah, it was, I mean, it, everyone was there. Questions were were asked, but um, yeah, that's yeah, who knows. Um, a couple of people had a, a there's a comment from Jake uh, Super Chat. He says, uh, "Hey guys, love the show. What's the organization's opinion on Jake Wise? Also, send feed picks. <laughs> that's Greg's job. The feed picks thing. Uh, Jake, Jake Wise, yeah. Jake, you gotta you gotta send us your email so we can send it to you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jake Wise, yeah, he's with Ohio State. Uh, their season ended tonight in the uh, quote unquote Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament, losing to Quinnipiac. Um, I don't, I I really don't know what the organization thinks of Jake Wise, uh, but I would assume that. If it's not the Blackhawks, there will be some teams looking at him. 
uh, as as a college free agent if he's not signed with the team. He spent five seasons in college, uh, was a third round pick back way back when in 2018. Um, had had three seasons at Boston. Two of them he barely played because of injury, and that really kind of stunted his development. Um, and then went to Ohio State, had two pretty good seasons these last two years. Uh, he was uh, a co-captain this year with Ohio State. So um, I think there I, – I, I don't have any problem with him getting an opportunity. I don't think there's any reason to say no at this point. I just don't know where the organization um, thinks he fits in the depth Is he in, like 47 years old? I feel like he's been with the Hawks forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2018 was feels like a very long time Doesn't ago it? when he was drafted, yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, again, like I said – I would have no problem if they extended an offer to him. Um, but maybe, I, he, you know, I don't think there's many teams in the league right now that offer a better opportunity to young players than the Blackhawks, given where they're at. But kind of, I don't know, maybe knowing where they are with forwards, he may have to battle his way up the depth chart to get to the NHL level uh, over time. And I don't know if, I, I don't know what he wants to do. Um, but I mean, you'd f- you'd f- figure Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, whoever the Blackhawks end up with in the draft, it's, as soon as they draft him, he's down another peg. Yeah, right. So I don't. So I I, I don't know what he would want to do. And they've but, got two first rounders. So if it's two forwards again, it's another right, peg. And right. it, you know, yeah, it's. It, I could see him maybe moving on, sort of similar to what happened with um, Gutman. Yeah, like with Tampa. Yeah, you know that that, that drafted didn't, that could be the didn't have a spot for him and found it found employment elsewhere. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. find it. Probably find out soon. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> he might he might sign his contract tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> uh, another couple comments. I know there was one from someone named Person. Very creative uh, name nice. there. Person says, "I hope Taser can come back for the last game. We've missed out on proper goodbyes for too many. Hosa, Seabrook, Crawford, Shaw, etc. But health comes first. Yeah. That's a really good point." There are so guys. many Hawks that like have not had that like farewell moment. I remember Jeremy Roenick's last game. It was the summer he was headed into into that free agency, and the Hawks had got eliminated in the playoffs. And it was like kind of like maybe it's not going to work out. And Roenick came out and did like the you know, little waves of the crowd, yeah. and people you know sent him off. Uh, Kane had Kane's last moment at the United Center was the overtime winner that was waved off because it didn't cross the goal line in time. That would have been so nice. he had at least a huge moment mm-hmm. before he left Chicago. But, but yeah, that, so many of those legends never had their chance. But even that game was big for him still. Um, yeah, I mean, especially of the of the Cup era, I can't think of too many that, like, had their, like, goodbye moment. Patrick Sharp? Kind of, I, I guess. Because, I mean, he went to Dallas and then came back. Right. And then his last season was the 17-18 season, which was a bad season. Um, but that was that was kind of his send-off. Kane got traded. Uh, Crawford went to New Jersey and then decided not to continue playing. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Hosa, it was over because of, you know, his, his skin condition. Seabrook, injuries. Shaw, injuries. Jalmerson was traded. Yeah, I mean, there's really not that many from yeah. from, from the major cup era that uh, had a had a proper farewell. Yeah, and and, the, and like the one sh- the one last shifts are fun, but it's like you know I'm you not, want those guys to have their like actual yeah. real moment in <laughs> in the time. I'm also not ready to see any of the dynasty guys have their one last shift. <laughs> I, I'm no, nope. It's too recent. Yeah. I need a ten year. Uh, ten year. Talk buffer. to me in twenty twenty five. Yeah. All right. That's when I'll. That's when I'll consider it. Ten year buffer. I need a ten year buffer. All right. Well, Greg's <laughs> standing by to join us from the UC. Uh, Mario's going to tell you about beer, and I'm going to tell you about something real cool too. Yeah, beer. It's uh, it's it's delicious, and confirmed. And, you know, it's it does have some health benefits, but uh, you know, you got to drink it responsibly. And if you're doing that, make sure you're doing it with Goose Island, the official beer company of CHGO and Chicago's beer since 1988. The last time I did this read, I said 1998, and I didn't catch it myself. So 1988, Goose Island is older than I am. And they have a tremendous roster of beer with the Blackhawks Pale Ale, the beautiful and delicious 
beer. Beautiful design on the can. Um, the Bull City 312. Both of those are limited releases honoring the hockey and basketball, the winter sport teams in this city. Of course, is talking about winter beers, they have the Christmas IPA when in season. I hear that's pretty good for those IPA fans. Uh, also, the Bourbon County Stout, the Beer Hug IPA Series, the Green Line, the Matilda, the No Plans Pale Ale in that uh, green can that looks very uh, festive and spring-like. It's a cool can. And, of course, the Goose Island 312 in the golden can. Can't miss it. If you want to try any of these delicious Goose Island beers, you can do it at any of their two local locations. They're ready to welcome you. And you can grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room, located at 1800 West Fulton. And you can also get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House, and that is at 1800 North Clybourne. Reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash location. And I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Fubo TV. Fubo. There are so many people looking to cut the cord, mm. and I'm one of them. <laughs> and as we were starting our partnership with Fubo, I gave it a I gave it a try, and guess what I did a week later? I uh, cut the damn cord. Signed up. <laughs> I really love using Fubo. 140 live TV channels with sports, shows, movies, and news. It is the only streaming service that I know of that has Marquee Sports Network. So if you're a Cub fan looking to cut the cord, Fubo is your option. Jump in there. The NCAA tournament's on there. College hockey's on there right now. The Frozen Four we've been watching. I'm actually watching it on my computer right now because you can watch Fubo anywhere on any device. Your phone, your laptop, whatever. It works with your Fire Stick. It works with your Roku. It works with everything. It is awesome. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up. The interface is beautiful. I actually use Fubo on my Apple TV. I have an Apple TV device. And it navigates beautifully. They've got all the menus, very easy to find. And it's really intuitive because it knows what you want to watch. After a while, you sort of Whoa. set your profile. It's like, okay, you're, you, I see you watch a lot of Hawks games, a lot of Cubs games. This is on now. Maybe you'll be interested in this. It's really great. I love it. Check it out. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching with a seven-day free trial. And watch the Blackhawks and the Cubs on Marquee and NBC Sports Chicago with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to save up to 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro, fubotv.com slash chgo. I'm telling you, love it. It's great. I uh, I quickly converted to Fubo after just like, I was seriously, three or four days of a nice. trip. You guys were here when I was switching with Xfinity. Yeah. I was yeah. doing it during intermissions. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> I want to save some money. I want to join Fubo, and I did, and it's great. So uh, that is the Jay Zawaski guarantee, which is go. worthless. But <laughs> I like it, so you might too. Speaking of things nice. I like, and you might too, it's Greg Boyson, live from the United Center. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, Yeah, I'm here. It was another night. One more game off the calendar. Uh, yeah. All right. Good night. See you guys us, later. <laughs> what did uh, what did the birthday boy have to say after the game? Well, he wasn't asked a whole lot about the actual game because uh, he's been kind of the uh, face for the the pride uh, initiative, uh, at least within the locker room. He did the little uh, video uh, message uh, during the first television timeout with Luke Richardson, so he was kind of asked about that. Uh, we, we spoke to Seth Jones as well, and he was. they were both asked about that, and you could tell they were well coached on how to answer the question about what did you think about the, um, you know, the decision to not wear the jerseys because they pretty much answered it exactly the same word for word. Um, so, you know, he was just happy, and they both were happy that, you know, that the night was uh, – overall a success as far as the pride night goes all the other initiatives that happened tonight and, and the visibility and all that stuff but they pretty much brushed off the whole jersey conference i don't, I don't want to say brushed off the jersey controversy but they answered it as they were told to uh you know they it was an organizational decision made by the people who uh, are above them and they respect the decision of the organization why don't we play that video? I know we pulled the Pride video. This was the announcement played during the first TV timeout of tonight's game on the scoreboard. 
head coach Luke Richardson here. Just wanted to welcome you to the United Center for a Pride Night. I'm proud to celebrate Pride Night with you tonight and welcome our LGBTQ plus community, not just tonight, but every night. I know hockey still has a long way to go, but I, my teammates, coaches, and everyone at the Blackhawks are learning and working every day to make sure every player who wants to play, every fan who wants to love this game, knows they can bring their true self into our locker room and our arena. We really appreciate your support, and we will be supporting you not only tonight, but ongoing throughout the year. As a Blackhawk, I play for Chicago, and that means all of Chicago. You are welcome here. You could tell this is a cause that Connor Murphy is passionate about. He was the one who spoke about it on March 9th and sort of insisted that yeah. it would be full on for the Blackhawks. He it, he was up front in the video. You could tell that he was he was reading a statement, but you could tell that he was passionate about what he was reading. It felt like there was a little bit of a personal touch on there from him too. Um, look, it sucks they didn't wear the jerseys. I'm annoyed they didn't wear their jerseys. And like we said on the show where we spent most of the time talking about this, I'm really pissed that the people that run this organization and make these decisions have not made themselves available. Mark Lazarus tweeted out today before the game, Danny Wirtz has declined several interview requests about this topic. That is a miss by Danny Wirtz, a guy who, since he's really taken over, has done a pretty solid job, has done the right things. The arrow's pointing in the right direction. This is a big step back for him. He's got to get in front of this. He was there for the photo op with the cast of the bear. He was in the building. So maybe jump out and say something, even if it's a recorded video, something addressing the lack of the pride jersey in the warm-ups because while everything else they did was really nice, mm-hmm. it was really great. The Glamboni... Everything in the atrium, the men's chorus, the the intermission performance by the, the hockey players, all of it's lovely, but it would have meant so much more to see those players in that jersey. And uh, until that's addressed, I think it's a it's a ball drop by the Blackhawks. Yep, it's uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know uh, the rest of the night was really good. Um, they did a good job with all the other things they they promoted some uh throughout the night and in the atrium they promoted a lot of uh, lgbt plus uh owned family uh small businesses so they did a good job other than you know and listen this will be the last i commented on, on the jersey thing i'm more upset of how it was handled than the decision itself um the, you know the decision itself it is what it is but just the way it was handled was more frustrating than the jerseys not showing up uh, it would have been it would have been the perfect chef's kiss to a great night had they had those jerseys on but it is what it is and you know i'm going to go out on a limb not a very far limb but knowing you know the people we cover this team with when danny Wirtz eventually gets in front of press corps again i'm willing to bet my next paycheck that's the very first question he's asked as it should be even if even if we don't get to talk to him until next september that will be the first question that's asked of him. yeah i don't think that's going to be the case i think we'll uh have an opportunity to talk to them before then but i would hope yeah i i i think the every like i said uh is it maybe last night or, or game before that when we were talking about this every everything that the Blackhawks do when they do these kinds of nights uh, in the past has gone very well they do it they do a great job of planning and putting on these these special nights these special events <clears throat> and I think outside of, of, of the not wearing the warm-up jerseys um, again I, I, I say outside of that they did a really good job with this and it was it was a it was a great night uh, to you know provide uh, a sense of uh, welcoming and inclusion to the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, and I I would have liked if the discussion that they had with uh, hosted by Megan Hunter, assistant general manager, with uh, Brock McGillis, who is a former uh, professional hockey player who. Uh, was uh, came out as openly gay during his playing time. Um, if they had had that as part of the public facing events in like in the atrium, mm-hmm. not just with the employees of the team and, and the front office group, I think if that had been a bit more public, I think that would have been uh, a really good thing to do. But 
again, I'm, I'm not in charge of planning these things, but it's, it is unfortunate that the, the biggest visual of, of the night, the warm jerseys was not there. Um, but as, as I wrote about for, for all chgo.com and talked with, actually talked with McGillis about last month, um, everything that, that NHL teams do and the Blackhawks are doing to be supportive of that community needs to go beyond just one pride night. It needs to go, it needs to be a 365 uh, investment in making the game more inclusive, making the culture, changing, changing the culture of hockey, which I know is such a broad thing to say, but um, I think those things are very important to do. Uh, those, those initiatives are very important and the work that they're doing in the communities uh, needs to be more than just one night. So I do have faith that the Blackhawks are going to be doing that. Um, I just feel like this is kind of a step back for a team that's really only taken some baby steps forward since the, over the last two years, basically, uh, in, in the public eye. So, again, hopefully this is, uh, you know, the last time that we have to harp on the jerseys. Uh, but it's definitely not going to be the last time that, you know, we try and make sure that we're, we're welcoming to, uh, to that community in, in, this, in this space, the sports and hockey space. Got a comment from our friend Bex who says, I'm still glad they did it, though. It's nice to be told we're welcome there. I wish they hadn't made us question if they meant it, but those statements from Coach Luke and Murph were great. So there's one person's feedback, so awesome. we appreciate that from Bex. Of course, I, got um, this. I, I saw Bex in the atrium before the uh, before the game, so it was nice to say hello. I'm glad you had a nice. good time tonight, because um, yeah. that's basically what it's all about: going to the hockey game and having a good time. And uh, I think most of the people here tonight had it uh, until about eight minutes to go in the game, then it kind of <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> Even then, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Um, by the way, seeing some comments roll in here post game. I saw Luke Richardson say something along the lines of maybe Reichel deserved to get run over on that play because he didn't get the puck deep. That, that was taken a little out of context. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was laughing when he said that. Uh, <laughs> I he, figured. Like, he wasn't like pounding the table. Uh, he was, Seth Jones was asked about that play with the game-winning goal. Lucas Reichel gets taken down by Dakota Joshua. Mackenzie Entwistle is in his face, skating down the ice, wanting to fight which would have been a really poor decision by Mackenzie Entwistle if Dakota Joshua actually dropped the gloves. I, I saw, I've seen a lot of Dakota Joshua covering the AHL. Mackenzie Entwistle would be thankful that he didn't have family to see what would have happened if he actually would have dropped the gloves. It would have been one-sided and bad. It would have been bad. But when Seth Jones was asked about it, and he, he interestingly he said, like, the league is trying to eliminate the plays where guys are trying to fight other guys after clean hits. And sometimes you got to just be aware of the situation, but you've got to commend a guy sticking up for his teammate. Now the Richardson quote was asked to say, is that a teaching moment? And he said he wasn't, he was more upset at Lucas Reichel, not getting the puck deep. He said he had two chances to get the puck deep before he got hit off the play. Uh, he was more upset that that play wasn't made than Mackenzie Entwistle getting himself way out of position and letting that easy goal go in uh, because they, uh, you know, he, he had the chance to do it. And then, you know, he didn't say the hit was, it wasn't charging or anything like that. It was just a real big player like Dakota Joshua, uh, just steamrolling over a smaller, not as strong player. So that's when he said, you know, maybe he deserved to get run over because he didn't make the right play. So he said, if Reichel makes the right play and gets the puck deep when he had the chance at center ice, then that play never happens. And who knows what happens in that game? Maybe Tyler Johnson finally gets a goal after his 19th swap from right in front of the net and the Hawks win. Um, but he was also very complimentary to Reichel and gave him credit for some of those plays he made. Um, going to the net, driving hard to the net. He says, he, and, and, and I 100% agree with him, Reichel is showing you that he is not afraid to play between the dots. He's not afraid to get in front of the net, to take a hit, to score a goal. And he says it's it just he needs his body to get in to better strength, better size to make those plays. He says once he does get bigger and stronger, 
he's going to be dominant on those plays. So that's a high praise from Luke Richardson. Speaking of Reichel, yesterday we asked a question to ourselves. Today you asked the question to Luke Richardson, why isn't uh, why isn't Reichel playing center? And he had a good response. We're going to play it here. Yeah, I thought Reichel played uh, really well on this road trip. I thought he, you know, uh, away from the puck, he was back checking hard. Uh, you know, he created some offensive chances. Really nice chance yesterday. And um, I thought, you know, he sold that pass to double A pretty good. I was ready to yell at him because he was going to pass it. <laughs> and uh, and he shot it. So a great shot, scored a goal. And then he's out there at the end of the game with the, with the net pulled. And, and you know what? He came to that bench and slammed his stick. He's competitive. He wants, he's a quiet guy. But he's competitive. He wants to win. So it's great to see him have this opportunity. Is there any consideration of playing uh, Lucas a little bit at center during these last uh, few games? You know what? I think uh, with the way Double A played last game, I thought he played really well. Uh, and they play well together. I think they kind of interchange themselves on the ice. So uh, I, I don't think we're probably going to put him there as of yet. But the way injuries have happened, I, I can't say that it won't happen because we're running out of bodies. But uh, you know, I think he's doing really well, and uh, you know, I mean, keeping him out of the middle might be good. I thought the other night, a couple times, uh, Wilson just missed him or let up on him. I felt a couple times, so just him kind of getting aware, still awareness of the league and who's in the league, uh, that might be a little safer spot all up and down the wall. Like we always say about Luke, there's always an answer, and it always makes sense, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. I'm not saying I don't in this circumstance, but. It's not some BS like we need to see more like we'd hear from other coaches. It was a here is the specific reason we don't think Lucas Reichel is ready to play center in the league yet, and it is totally valid. Mm -hmm. Totally valid. Yeah, Yeah, and that's why why I wanted to ask the question because I knew we'd get an answer, and after the answer, we'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Let's move along. Yeah, the the less that Reichel can be open to – hits like he took tonight or hits from Tom Wilson uh, down the center of the ice. I think that's, that's fine at this stage of his career, um, kind of protecting him from some of the physicality that might come from like a young player learning center. Yeah. Like you, you're going to be vulnerable out there if you're, if you're just kind of making sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're getting in the right positions or the wrong positions. You don't want to have to learn too many hard lessons as a young player and as a, a more undersized player. So, yeah, if, if keeping him on the wing is, is helping keep him both healthy and confident in his development, nothing wrong with well, that. Yeah, what I like, too, from Reichel's standpoint is, yeah, maybe he gets himself in those situations to take hits, but we're not seeing him shy out of the center of the ice either. No. He's taking the puck and cutting to the middle and going to the net. He's not he's not worried about it. Like he, You know what I mean? Like He's going to take his hits, and I think – if it wasn't clear from Richardson, I think it was, but maybe if it wasn't, it's more of like learning the speed of the game thing. To us, it feels like Reichel's been here a long time. It's really not. He hasn't been here long, and you've got to adjust to the speed. You've got to adjust to more than just this guy skates fast. It's the quickness in which things happen, Mm -hmm. right? It's I have this long to get the puck off my stick when I used to have this long to get the puck off my stick. That's the time. It's more timing than speed. Yeah, when you have NHL speed that Lucas Reichel does at the AHL level, you can use that speed to get yourself out of situations and, and avoid those types of hits and be a more dominant player, uh, especially in the center of the ice. Because not everybody in the AHL has NHL speed. So when you get to the NHL, guess what? Everybody's got NHL speed. And some of them have elite NHL speed. So that's where you've got to be, as, as uh, Luke said, more aware more aware of the situations. We saw that little lapse of awareness on the play that cost him the game. Didn't make the easy play. Thought he could just skate the puck down the ice. Here comes Dakota Joshua's. Got him lined up from halfway across the ice. Puck's in the back of your net five seconds later. That's the awareness that it was almost like Luke Richardson was predicting the future when he answered my question this (laughs) afternoon because that's exactly what he's talking about. So, And that will come. That will come with more time up here. Uh, you know, the, I, I think the next time I think Lucas Reichel is, is smart enough and, and uh, you know, wanting to get better, that the next time he's in that same exact situation, guess what he's going to do? He's just going to flip the puck into the zone and live the fight another day. Yeah. Uh, quick little note before we move on with Greg here. 
Uh, any form of homophobia or bigotry will not be tolerated in the chat, and you will be instantly gone. So if you got some thoughts like that, either keep them to yourself or F off forever. All right, uh, any update on Jared Tenorti, who left the game today? Uh, it's the hip injury that's been reoccurring, bothering him pretty much all season long. Uh, says he, it, it bothered him again. He wasn't sure. They'll know a little more Tuesday. Wasn't sure if it was just sore or if it's more of a muscular problem. Said it could be a game or two. It could be longer. Listen, at this point, there's nothing left for Jared Tenorti to prove yeah. to us this yeah. season. Yeah. If you're if you're <laughs> just going to go out there and play for a period and then disappear and keep the team at five defensemen the rest of the night, it's just not worth it. Uh, I think Jared Tenorti has probably played himself into coming back for at least one more year here. Uh, you know, Seth Jones spoke highly about him. I asked Seth Jones after the game, you know, what's, you know, uh, what was, you know, how losing a guy like Tenorti affected you guys besides the obvious playing just five guys and the back end for the rest of the game. So I think it might be time for them to just be like, save Eric Tenorti, or save Eric Tenorti, save Jared Tenorti from Jared Tenorti and just shut him down and say, thank you. Listen, come July 1st. We got a nice little one-year deal for you. We definitely want you to come back. We like what you do, but we need you to be here mm -hmm. and healthy in order for – so uh, Luke Richardson said, you know, it could be one of those things that just a summer off makes it better, or maybe he's got to go get it, you know, cleaned up, as they like to say. So we'll we'll know more about that on Tuesday. But, you know, you've got Wyatt Kaiser here. you got Ian Mitchell. Uh, Andreas England came back tonight. There's no need for him to keep putting himself in jeopardy. I know hockey players love to play hurt. They love to be, the, you know, that's they're, they're, we're dealing with different breeds of cat here when it comes to hockey players. But I think maybe hide his helmet or hide his stick, you know, like they used to do on the football <laughs> sidelines when a guy is hurt. Save, save, save Mr. Tenorti from himself and just let him shut it down and heal up. I'm not an expert on hip injuries, but my neighbor Bob uh, did get a hip replacement last summer, and he was taking the garbage out the next day and cutting the lawn the next week. Hey, so, wow, modern medicine. I, <laughs> I got a I got a good friend of mine who is a is a union carpenter, and he got hip replacement surgery. He was back on the job in less than ten days. All right. Uh, so there it. there you have it. Yeah. Official CHGO advice to uh, Jared Tornady: replace your hip. Get a get a hip replacement. <laughs> Easy peasy, just like that. Yeah, and, and a jaw replacement while you're at it. Get, get a hip replacement nah. and then subscribe to FUBU so you can watch or FUBO and watch uh, some free seven days worth of TV while you heal up. I like how you said FUBO, like Tebow. FUBO. You put a little French accent on it. Because, because well, because if because otherwise I'm going to keep saying FUBU, you know, and, and think of uh, That's different. Yes, that's different. That's different. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, all right, shall we get to our uh, four stars of the game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. That sounds fun. The number three star of the game, Philip DiGiuseppe, one of my favorite names in hockey. A goal, an assist. That's two points, friends. 14-10 of ice time, three shots on goal, another shot attempt, and a hit. Good game for him. Your number two star was... Kuzmenko, Andre Kuzmenko, two assists plus two, 13-30 of ice time, a shot, another shot attempt, and two takeaways, your number one star of the game, you guessed it, Elias Pettersson, he is a very, very good hockey player. Yeah, he's not bad. Two goals, plus one, 18-25, seven shots on goal, and two hits. He is your number one star of the game. My four star of the game is, and I chose it before he scored. Hey. Lucas Reichel, another solid game. We spent a lot of this show talking about him, um, as we did last show, and as we did on YouTube this morning. As we will There's for a many lot, more shows. As we will for the <laughs> remainder of the season. So I don't know how much more you need to hear from me about Lucas Reichel, but he was good again. He gets my four-star of the night. Yeah, it shows you how much I uh, how crazy the last couple minutes of the game was and how rushed you get out uh, to get downstairs after the game. I just didn't realize they changed that goal to Lucas Reichel to right now. I thought it was Seth Jones's goal, yep. um, but uh, good for Lucas Reichel. That, that five, I should I should complete the box score. A goal, seventeen forty three, five shots on goal, another shot attempt, uh, and two takeaways. So that that's good. If that's Reichel every night. 
Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. That's, uh, a, that's an 82 goal pace. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean the goal. I mean the goal would be great too. I just meant the shots and the yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, the, the 82 points would be lovely. 82 goals, no assists. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> Brendan Peary Brendan line. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, we, we've said a lot about him the last few weeks. This is a guy that, uh, you know, is finally healthy this season, and he's showing it. Man, he was all over the place tonight. He could have easily had two or three power play goals. Seemed that every time Colin Delia gave up a rebound, which is a lot, he was right there to swipe it and just couldn't get it either. It would just miss, hit the side of the net. Uh, there was one Delia actually scrambled and, and got his leg out and, and stopped him. Um, Tyler Johnson could have easily had two goals and been the number one star tonight. And, uh, you know, he, he uh, finished his night uh, minus one, but, you know, it is what it is. Had five shots on goal, six total attempts. Uh, and he was the only, well, not the only, but the only uh, guy, uh, he, one of the best at the face-off dot tonight. He won six of his eight draws tonight. Uh, so um, got to like that. Hey, a- Andreas Anthony, won four face-offs tonight. So he's hey, nice. tw- 20%, 20% on the season. So, but That's 400% uh, better than uh, last night. Hey, it is. And uh, so, yeah, Tyler Johnson is my fourth star. Played a really great game, and he should have been rewarded with at least one goal tonight. Yep. He, uh, he, man, he, was, he was snake-bitten tonight. Uh, my fourth star of the night is uh, the birthday boy joining the 30, 30 club. Uh, Connor Murphy had the goal, game's opening goal, uh, shorthanded. Finished as a plus one, four shots on goal, one hit, four blocked shots in 19 minutes and 27 seconds of ice time. A goal on your birthday will always get you uh, a fourth star nomination from myself. So... Unfortunately, Luke Richardson didn't score tonight. Otherwise, he would also have been uh, a fourth-star nomination. Well, night's not over yet. Okay. <laughs> yes, that is, uh, that is no true. No practice tomorrow, so Luke gets to yeah, sleep in. no practice tomorrow either. So, hey, happy, happy 54th to Luke and happy 30th to uh, Connor. Speaking of that, they have the, uh, the diamond ad with Luke and his wife. And... Uh, it's very cute. They show it every game. But there, there's this one where the, where the question is, it's like they have to answer questions about each other. And the yeah, question like is, the what, would, like, what would Luke do if he wasn't a coach? Mm-hmm. And she says, you'd be a trainer. And he says, no, I'd be a rock star. And she goes, well, that's what you'd want to do. And he goes, yeah, that was the question. <laughs> there's like a little bit of like marital uh, like stress yeah. and annoyance in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig cracks me up every time. Yeah, that was the question. He, it's just very, very subtle, but but there is like that. Yeah, that's the question, honey. That was answering the question yeah. directly. Thank you. Every everybody who's been either married or in a relationship for a long period of time are always like, "Oh, I feel that. I feel uh, that." That's so funny. That's, that's, it was good. Right. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that before too. <laughs> They show That's it every good. game too. It's not bad. I'm I'm no, probably over I'm probably overselling no, it. It's not bad. But it just, it's just it just is anyone who's been like Greg said, you've been in a long term relationship, you know that like, yeah, that's what I said. It's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Don't bite my head off. Yeah. Good stuff. Anything to add before we wrap up here? Uh nope. That's all pretty right. much summed it all up. That was it wasn't a very eventful game outside of the last few minutes. Um otherwise you know, it, it reminded me a lot of the Minnesota game. Uh, that they were there the whole game. They, they, uh, you know, for stretches of the game, they were the better team. Just don't have that that oomph to, to do the right thing and to get the goal. And it seems that the, the, you know when they make a mistake, it costs them. So, you know, tank win is what we like to call that. So, um, you know, let's move on to the next one. Tuesday night, Max Domi's revenge game. Uh, Before yes. he comes back this summer. <laughs> That'll be fun. All right, Greg, yeah. thanks for joining us. We appreciate yep. it. Follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Boyson, and our three Hawks hits will be up uh, as I, soon as the uh, podcast is done. I will see you boys on Tuesday. Have a good show tomorrow. Yeah, Greg is off yes, tomorrow. Sir. Enjoy packing. I'd help you, but I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't ask you that. I like you too much. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye, boys.
All right, that is Greg Boyson from the UC. All right, we are uh, approaching our tank standings and our tank updates. We've got 55 likes. I want to do, uh, we do 60 likes. We'll do an extra spin, 65, two more. Every five you add, we add a spin. How about that? Is that yeah, fair? Sounds good. I like that idea. Uh, and before we do that, and before we get to uh, an ad break, I want to tell everybody, don't tune in yet, but when the show's over, ESPN2 and ESPN+, Plus, the Isabel Cup Championship is underway. You're going to want to watch that. Uh, some great women's hockey at the Mullet Arena. So yeah, that's right. sold out crowd. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you tune in. It is the um, the Minnesota. Why have I completely blanked? White the Whitecaps Caps and the Toronto Six. I always forget Toronto Six. Toronto Six, which is a cool name. Yeah, cool well, logo, cool the, colors. The I like six, the whole thing. And they were uh, the sixth team added to the league. Yeah, so it's just, it sounds like people that caused some sort of political uprising. The Six. The Toronto Six. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it. So check it out, Isabel Cup, ESPN2, ESPN+. Plus. If you want to put it on your second screen right now, sure. that's fine. Just don't leave. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, the six is what I usually write down on my golf scorecard for each oh, hole. Man. So. Mine look like a bunch of snowmen. You know, it's uh, eight, I'm saying. If, if, I'm, if, if, if I'm out there uh, writing down all those eights and sixes, at least I want to look good doing it. And uh, that's where Pins and Aces comes in handy. Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. They are the presenting sponsor for the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast on the All City Network. They make amazing polos, hats, customizable golf bags, and, of course, the beer sleeve, the product that allows you to store up to seven beers right inside your golf bag Beefs. and keep them cold the entire round. It could be Goose Island beers. It could be Beef sparkling waters. It could be soda, Italian beef. juice. Um, it could be Italian beefs if you really want it to be. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. Uh, sleeve how you want. Check out pinsandaces.com. When you do, use the promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to receive 15% off of your first order and you're going to get free shipping on that order as well. Again, that's using the promo code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. Mario, how do you feel about saving energy? Great. Always great about it's it. It's a good thing to do. We work yeah. hard. You know, we don't work long, but we work, we work hard. We put our we put it's everything true. we've got into the show. And uh, ComEd, their energy efficiency program, is committed to helping families and businesses and the communities they serve save money and energy. That's an important thing. Comet offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. It's HVAC, right? Or do you say HVAC? HVAC. HVAC. H yeah. it means they mean the same right. thing. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a guy that doesn't know how to fix things around his house which I am. An authorized engineer <laughs> will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency products that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for an energy savings uh, for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. And before we get to the tankathon, it is time for our draft kings, king of the game. And the king of the game today is the birthday boy, Connor Murphy, with a goal, four shots on goal, four block shots. 1927 of ice time and some really solid leadership uh, shown by looks like a guy who was really enthusiastic to do that message in the game. So a good night all around for Connor Murphy. Happy birthday. Congrats on being the DraftKings king of the game. And remember, uh, they've got those NBA no sweat same game parlays, right? Mm -hmm. MLB five days away We're getting there from the start of of the season get to it do it get those preseason bets in had a bet today it was jones anytime score reichel anytime score over six and a half i got one of the three but that's okay it's okay i bet two bucks close. it was plus 2200 
So I lose two bucks. I would have won a ton. That's why those same game parlays mm-hmm. are so fun. Download the app now. Sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Before All right. Get, yeah. Before we get to the tank standings, do want to address yeah. Michigan is going oh, to yeah. the Frozen Four. They yes, win in overtime, getting uh, the overtime goal. Uh, I think it was uh, Sam Eskavich. Yes, it was. Getting the overtime goal. So, Mackie. Frank. Love that name. Mackie, Mackie Sam Eskavich. What a name. Tough little son of a gun. Um, <laughs> He is going to, or uh, Frank Nazar is going to go to the Frozen Four. Uh, also, there is uh, Boston with Drew Camezzo and Ryan Green. So, uh, three Blackhawks prospects will be uh, playing in the Frozen Four for a shot at the national championship. There you go. Should be a good time. I don't know the the matchups. Hopefully, it works out so that we could potentially see a Boston Michigan final. Oof, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and speaking of prospects. Big yes. show Wednesday, mm-hmm. Korchinski, Doc, Nolan Allen, all three of them yep. will join us on Wednesday's show. Show starts at 2.30. The interview starts at 3. Set a reminder, you're not going to want to miss that as we experiment with three hockey players <laughs> on one laptop on a live show. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? I'm so excited. No, it's going to be awesome. I, I really want to, you know, the, we were talking about making relationships with players. These are three of the guys we're going to want to have recognize us in two, three, four years. It'd be and nice. say, oh, yeah, we were on with you guys. Yeah. Here's some stuff. Here's some. <laughs> here's what's going on behind the scenes. So uh, really, really looking forward to that. All right. Where do we get? What, what, we own how many bonus spins now? We yep. have yep. two total spins right now. Two total? That's it? Two? No. Because no. we wanted to get to what? We want to get to 60? Where do we start? 60 we had, or 65? Was it 60 or 65? I, I think it was 60. Then I said five more for 65. Okay. I'm I think we have two bonus spins. All right, two so bonus spins. Three total? Three, three total, total. Okay. and if we get two more we likes, get to 70, we have four total. We get to four. That should be easy. All right, all right. We're gonna use Tankathon today, right? Yeah, we're on Tankathon. Yeah, Prospect right. Watcher did not do us any favors yesterday. Right. Yeah, that was we're, that we're was flip, flip flopping back. There's, and remember, there's seventy. If St. Louis or Detroit wins, that doesn't count as a spin. <laughs> that's a new rule. <laughs> yes, that's a new rule because that means the system's broken. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, if the Hawks win, we get to bank the other one. So yes. before we spin, we got to update the tank standings. Let's take a look. Quiet, quiet drums. All right. Uh, San Jose and Columbus tied at 53 points. San Jose on top of the tank standings because they've got one more game played. <sighs> Then Columbus. The Hawks come in at third Jeez. with 54 points in 73 games. Anaheim, two points better than the Hawks with 56 and 73. And then Montreal, way ahead in the fifth spot, 64 Jeez. points in 73 games. So Man, it's San Jose still without reaching the 20 win marker. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's going to come down to the same three that have been doing it all year. Same yeah. four, really. Yeah, and Anaheim, too. Yeah, Anaheim's in there, too. So, it's all a right. tight race. So we've got four spins. Four spins. All right, let's do it. Hopefully we just need one. Yeah, one would be great. Let's sim it up. Ah. San Jose, Washington, Washington, Columbus, Chicago. No. Get out of here, Washington. Nope, 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 nope. That's Number not going to be it. Washington, Washington Detroit, get, San Jose, get, Columbus, Chicago. Get no. Get out of here, Washington. Ten spot yeah, This was happening yesterday what on prospectwatcher.com, too. Yeah. yeah lots I of love like for this. Washington. I don't like these borderline playoff teams yeah, Detroit our, jumps up six spots, too. our party. Get out of here. All right, yeah, two more. Screw that. All right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. There we go. Chicago, Woo! San Jose, Columbus, Anaheim, Montreal, nice. and Arizona at six. Like I'll it. take it. And we've got I'll one banked. I'll definitely take it. Yeah. That's sweet. Got one banked. All right. We like got one that. banked. That's fun. Good stuff. All right. Mario and I are back tomorrow at 2.30. Don't miss it. We'll be talking about stuff and things. Should we uh, just announce it right now? Tomorrow's a mailbag? All right. I feel like we were going to go that direction anyway. Sure. So. <laughs> what What if we if we if we change it to ask us anything? Does that change the tenor of the sh- of the show? AMA. Like if people just want to ask us, like non maybe not like I think would imply official. it's not going to be necessarily Blackhawks questions. I feel like mailbag is like more formal. Yeah. Like send us a question. Maybe we'll do this. If you got a Hawks question, tweet it at us at chgo underscore Blackhawks. Hit us up on our Discord. 
email us blackhawks at all chgo.com and then if you want to do an ask us anything we'll select a few that won't get us in trouble from the chat <laughs> Does that sound good? That works. works. All right, let's do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30. Steven, thank you for running the show. Thank you for successfully winning the tank standings uh, while you still develop the website where the Hawks win every time. We appreciate (laughs) that. Give us a follow on social media. I'm at Jay Zawoski. Mario is at Mario Tiribasi. Greg, I'm sorry, Mario underscore Tiribasi. Got to remember the underscore. Greg is at Greg Boyson, and we are at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. We'll talk to you. Tomorrow, Monday at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.